You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to spirituality, sexuality, and sharing stories that inspire the soul. We release an episode each new and full moon devoted to healing the shame that binds us and illuminating the infinite possibilities and courage of the human spirit. We recognize infinite universal divinity as who we really are and help move others away from ideas and beliefs around God and love that are oppressive. We support the fullest expression of our soul's highest callings to be of service in this world. This is a celebration not of the I or of the me, but of universal love and reverence for the earth that we walk upon. I am your grateful host, Adriana Rizzolo, and I am humbled and honored to be here with you all. excited to be back and I hope you're all doing well and I am feeling just super grateful to have been sharing and connecting with so many people. I just am wrapping up a 40-day program and mentorship that I was leading called The Love Recovery where we explored the different realms of shadows and sexuality and really working with healing our shame, looking more closely at our addictions and the addictions of the world we live in. And it's been so inspiring to receive everybody's writings and experiences with the meditations. We committed to doing a 40-day movement practice with dance. And so I'm really feeling very humbled and honored to be able to stay connected to people in this way and in the realms of uncovering the intuition that we hold and the deeper truth of our voice that is oftentimes buried under a lot of ideas and judgments and resentments and all types of fun, juicy stuff. So today I'm talking to someone who has really opened up the door for people to reclaim their own intuitive awareness, and her name is Aimé Cartier. She's a psychic guide who specializes in helping her clients discern what choices are in their highest and best interests, so they have the information they need to act on and align with their own highest good. She's known for her clear, accurate insight and her attention to practical details. She's the founder of Intuition University and Empath University, where in either private or group programs, she works with students who are ready to understand, enhance, trust, and rely upon their own innate psychic skills and intuitive knowing. Also to experience the empowerment and flourishing that follows from that. She's the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. And you can find more about her and her work at amacartier.com or spreadingblessings.com. I hope that you enjoy the episode today, and I'll also be offering another mentorship starting February 19th with the full moon, a 40-day program that'll be limited to a smaller group of 10 now. It'll be 12 altogether, but we have 10 spots left, and we'll be doing the same thing, exploring movement and writing 
and working with delving a little bit deeper through meditation and embodiment practices to really uncover what's living inside your heart that is longing to be expressed and received and loved. So you can find out more about that through the loverecovery.com and also give us a rating on iTunes and we're very happy that you're here. So enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome back to Soul Crush. Today I am having a conversation and connection and kind of I always like to look at these um, episodes as and these shows as healing sessions um, for me, for the person I'm connecting to, for everybody that's listening. I feel like there's so much healing that comes through when we're just doing our best to connect in an authentic space. And so I'm very grateful to be here today with Aimee Cartier. Did I say it right? Yep, you did. Great. And... Um, yeah, I'd love to just get right into you sharing a little bit about your work. And I know, you know, I've tuned into you and I've um, connected with you in different moments in my life when I um, needed support. And I just, I really love, you know, the space that you hold in the world and know other people that have worked with you. And so, I'd love if you just gave us your version of, you know, what inspires you most about what you offer in the world. Mm, lovely question. Um, let's see. Well, I'm a psychic, so I do psychic readings. And I also am the founder of something called Intuition University and Empath Intuition University. So um, in those, I'm... Well, to, to answer your question in a different way, the thing that I love about what I do, um, the readings especially, it feels like such a sacred honor. I, I truly feel like that. Like people open up to me about, they tell me a lot of things about their lives, intimate details that I know about people. And I always leave my readings with just this sense of like, gratitude really an honor of being trusted with somebody's details and um and it's also so amazing to see people to be able to see them like when i'm doing readings i see them in a different way than generally when i'm in my regular life and you know it sounds so cliche but the truly every person is so unique and it's just it continually blows me away to see that examples over and over of each unique imprint in the world and soul and what they're doing and what they're learning and what they're here for. And I, it, I honestly just always feels like such an honor to me that I get to see that and just be a part of, you know, a blip in their journey or however it is that, you know, sometimes it's more than a blip, but um, it's, it's so lovely, really. That touches me every time. Mm. And let's see, with the other, with my Intuition University work, it's similar, but the thing that I love about that, whether I'm working with empaths or people that are not empathic, is the empowerment that I see comes to each. Generally, I work with women. It's not exclusive, but really, I work mostly with women. That comes to each woman when they recognize what they already have within themselves and how their intuition is already working for them or how with the right tools in place, their empathic ability is giving them such amazing gifts and the 
ability to help spread light and goodness in such amazing ways. So I think the two are different, what I get out of them or what I love about them most. And um, the teaching work is really just watching each individual be so empowered by what they already own and learn to trust it in a way that impacts their life in such a beautiful and great way. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I feel like that's so, it's almost like so simple in a way, but it's also not. I think like to have a place where you can go and feel like there's not something to be fixed, but that there's just a place for you to really shine. And that just that in itself is like so radically um, affirming of who we are. And I think that that also is what pulls that deep purpose or that deep passion out of us is just that permission. And so it's, it is a big deal, you know? Um, What is an empath to you? How would you define that? Or what do you, how do you see that show up in, in people? Yeah. Good question. Um, So I consider an empath generally, or an empath is a person who experiences the emotions and sometimes sensations of other people in their own skin, like as though it was happening to them. So um, like for an empath, if, if they were to walk into the room and somebody is really sad or something, suddenly they feel it inside their own body. They're like, oh, I feel so sad or I feel so frustrated. And if you're empathic, empathic and especially if you don't know, you don't even know it belongs to someone else because it yeah. comes literally through your own body. Um, I, my favorite analogy to use is that empaths are basically like walking radio receivers. Mm-hmm. They receive especially emotional, but other information, and then they start broadcasting it immediately in their own bodies. So, yeah. Do you think dogs are empathic? <laughs> <laughs> probably, but I don't know. Based on my <laughs> work with humans, I would think that it would probably be dog to dog. I just always felt like I had a dog years ago and I just, I just always felt like he just really knew and I was sad. And sometimes when I would do healing sessions at my house and he would be there if the people were okay with it. And he would always like, he was just this like transmitter of love, you know, which I think uh, empaths and from my own experience and from people that I work with have that capacity. Like that's part of the gift too, of like being an empath is like you do when you kind of learn more and more about yourself in that way, there's this opportunity to be this like, this like walking, like love transmitter, you know, it's like the coolest thing. And so I always feel like that with dogs. I was like, I want to ask her about dogs. <laughs> I don't know, frankly, I've never thought about it, but I would have to guess that it's dog specific. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, When did you first, um, will you tell us a little bit, I'm always really curious about, you know, the psychic um, component of, you know, when, when, like to say that you're a psychic takes like a lot of like balls, you know, like I feel like, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like it feels like, I, I don't know if it does. To me, it feels like, oh wow, like you gotta like really own something to be like, I'm a psychic in the world and like also just like a totally you know yeah it just I, I that's my feeling and to me it's like totally normal because I don't know because it is but you know in, in other worlds it may not be 
Um, and so I'm curious when you first started noticing that you were and what that even means, because like mm -hmm. to me, I feel like I can really sense things and things come to me like through my life. And there's some kind of like psychic thing that happens between me and people I work with all the time. But I'm not like, I'm doing this. I'm just like, whoa, you know, like every time I'm like, that's of course. And a part of me is like, yeah, of course. But then another part of me is like, that's amazing. Like we're totally, you know, like in this psychic like soup together, you know, when we do our, our, our healing work together. So you know, I don't, so I just know that there's got to be like these other layers and levels to it that I just, of course, naturally don't know. And I'm very curious about, you know, your, your childhood experience of what that was like. And then fast forward to now, like, what does that mean to you? Like what, mm -hmm. you know, what does it mean to you to be a psychic and to really stand in those, um, in the, the vibration of those words? Yeah. That's a, it's a, I love the question, especially because I feel like it's such a loaded word, as you yeah. mentioned, like even in my own adult life, I've had all kinds of relationships with that word where I'm like, I am not calling myself a psychic that <laughs> yeah. or whatever into, um, I mean, I, I'm built like this naturally. So, but I feel like they're related to the word. I, there were times in my life where I was like, I am not gonna, I just don't like that word until the point where I was like, you know what, this is how I'm built. And it's a waste of my time to pretend I'm anything other than this. So mm -hmm. I am, I don't even care anymore about that word. I don't have any weirdness about the word anymore, oddly enough. But, um, but in terms of how the way that I see it in terms of my profession is I really associate with the word seer even more than psychic, but I don't, I'm not sure everybody would know what that means. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that it feels to me is that um, I see things. I like literally see things or, you know, comes in all kinds of capacities. Sometimes I hear it or feel it as well, but um, I, I started to notice it a lot around in my early adult or like around 29 ish. That's when I guess I remember I had the most remarked experiences with it. A couple of different things happened, but one of them, um, one of them that was just poignant. It was like one of many, you know, probably hundreds of times this has happened to me, but I remember it really potently was um, I was standing in, it happened to be a kitchen with a good friend of mine and he was really upset about he and his girlfriend were having some difficulties and, blah, blah, and he was just telling me about it. And I was just like, I could see out. I was like, this is, I hear you. I'm super sorry that this is happening, but I, I really have to say that I think these fears are bullshit, if that's okay to say here. I'm like, I could see out that this was not the end of their relationship, that they were going to work through this, that it was going to be fine. And now years later, I mean, this is probably, it might be close to 20 years ago now. Um, they have kids, they're married. I mean, like I follow yeah. them on Instagram and like <laughs> we live across the country from one another. So I don't see them regularly, but, um, it was, it was, I don't For some reason I remember that moment more than others where, which has always happened to me when people tell me things I could just see, see out. I could see whether that was real or it was just a fear coming up. It didn't really have anything to do with how it was going to play out and what was going to happen, et cetera. Um, at the same time, right around that time, I, it's not true to say that it fell off the bookshelf, but like, that's kind of how it felt <laughs> for me. Um, this book came into my life and I was reading the introduction and it was by a woman named Sonia Choquette. 
And I don't, I like actually don't even remember having looked at the title before, but I was reading the introduction and I was like, oh my God, this woman totally sees the world like I do. Like mm. with that same um, knowing of perception and understanding yeah. of things way beyond what people are saying or patterns that are playing out or et cetera. Um, and then I like shot the book and her, the book was called The Psychic Pathway. And it was all, you know, it was about, um, so it was about that. So it was, that was the moment in my life where I was like, whoa, this is like a thing. Like this is a profession. And, and, um, and more than that, it was first my understanding of, whoa, I, this is me. Like this woman is so, is so like me, this is how I see things. And, um, and then kind of a, a dawning realization that, it was a thing. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Well, but. I love your reflection on, I mean, a couple of different things, but one of them, just that feeling when you read something or when you see somebody that, you know, where it really resonates with who you are. And, you know, I feel like that's such a um, mature approach to, to take it on and to be like, oh, like this is something I can do. You know, I think in the world, sometimes we feel like, I don't know, there can be like a sense of separation when we really feel into, like there's like an inspiration and that's then followed by a separation because we're like, oh, but I'm not that yet or I haven't written a book yet or I have, you know, and it's like, I've been working with that myself in terms of trying to write a book and really looking at other things and being just like purely inspired, but also like, yes, you know, like this person is like from the same planet as me and like, that's amazing. And, you know, and like trusting that, you know, we have our own naturally, we're all different. So we're all going to have our own unique thing, no matter if it sounds exactly the same, it's going to have a different vibration even, you know, it's so interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. And you're saying that reminds me of the other piece that I wanted to say of like, I feel like, um, I, I really feel like everybody, you know, psychic or intuition to me is just one of the senses that we have. And a lot of, it's commonly called the sixth sense, but I also feel like it, there are many psychic traits within abilities. Like, you know, again, going back to the work that I do with people, like it's really unique. Like there's all kinds of things that you, a person can have within, within um, perceptions that are all lumped under the word psychic. Yeah, and I yeah. don't feel like, I mean, I feel like my, the word me associating with that as a profession is one thing, but I also feel like everybody, you know, has different psychic traits. Like I'm not the, I, I'm not the only one for sure, but also, you know, I'm a seer, I'm these things within that realm and everybody has their own unique ways that their intuition works. And yeah. mostly to me, the word psychic traits and intuition are kind of interchangeable in the work that I do. Like, yeah. And I feel like know. that really comes across in your book, you know, like you mm -hmm. wrote a book, that book, Getting Answers. And mm -hmm. I've recommended that book to like so many people I work with all the time, but it's, it comes across as that, you know, where you really are just like, this is how it works. And there's just something I remember that when I read it years ago, I was just like, oh, thank God, you know, because sometimes it makes you feel crazy. Like my experience, you know, like I can't like go see, like my thing really comes through movies. Like I very rarely see a film that isn't like exactly what I'm experiencing on an inner level. It's like, obviously if I'm watching a lot of Netflix or whatever, like maybe not, but like if I go, when I go see films, it's like, 
you know, I'm like, you know, like, or even on Netflix, it's like so much like God like speaks to me through movies and, and music Mm -hmm. so much, you know, it's like very direct Mm -hmm. and very spiritual, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. very deeply soul moving for me and, um, and affirming, you know, so I really love how you, um, articulate, it's been a while since I've read it to be honest, but how I remember just making it something really accessible to everyone and how, you know, it's such a deep process to really follow your intuition. You know, I think it's like, just even saying the words feels like, I don't know, it just feels like it doesn't, you can't like get to the depth of what that means, you know, because when we go against our intuition, which we all do, it's so painful. And, you know, I think, so, so to, so to follow it, which we also all do sometimes, <laughs> and then sometimes we don't, is, you know, it's like, it's such a, it's so triumphant, you know, when, when you feel like, you know, these things are really direct and, and it is such a learning process, you know, and I think a lot of people get really hard on themselves about like, oh, well, I, I knew that and I should have, you know, but we also have these lessons to learn in life that we have to literally live through, whether we know what's happening or not. And so my question is, um, what do you feel like, you know, in terms of someone's intuition, like where, where does someone's intuition come from? Like what, like, like what, what, where does it come from? Or to like, from your perspective, where does it, like, what is it? And where does it come from? And what are we, what are we listening to? You know? Also a very good question. Um, I don't feel like there's one thing. Okay. So when I look at it, it feels like a, a several different things. One, like I mentioned, I feel like a sixth sense, like everybody has, it's the sense that you have that gives you information that's beyond your brain's capacity to know. It's like, how would you know to call your girlfriend when you're just sitting in your living room, but suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I really need to reach out to Liz, you know, et cetera. It's like that. So in one sense, I feel, I feel it is a sense. Like it's a, it's just an extra one that for some reason wasn't classified with the first five, I think yeah. because it's so subtle. That's one that happens to me all the time. Like I text someone and they're always like, I mean, all the time they're like, Oh my God, I was just, you're so weird. Like I was just thinking, you know, and I'm like, Oh, like I'm I just call you. or I'm just, yeah. You know, yeah. I was just thinking about you. Or I was just doing this thing about you, you know, and it's like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, that's one way. And then, but I also feel like it's nuanced in other ways because, um, I really relate to my own highest self. So sometimes I feel like the messages are directly from her. Um, I also feel like everybody has ethereal guides, whether you're aware of them or not. So sometimes the messages feel to me um, like I can tell, oh, it's one of my guides telling me, you know, pack the bag, you're going to need it tonight or whatever it is they're mentioning. Um, So it doesn't feel to me like it's one... after having spent so many years paying attention to mine and for the same, as you mentioned, by not, like I learned that lesson by not paying attention. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I learned in a really strong way. I have no business overriding my intuition ever, even when I can't understand it. And, um, and so but they, it feels nuanced to me. It's like every, it depends on the situation. Sometimes it's like an extra sense. Sometimes the information 
um, feels to me like it comes from one of my guides. I also sometimes feel this might be, <laughs> anyway, I also sometimes feel like friends that have passed, like I can tell when my grandfather stops in for a visit or like yeah. when one of my good friends, et cetera, like sometimes they give me little, yeah. little funnies or do this or whatever. Um, so because it's such a broad subject, just like the word psychic and all the skills that we lump into it, it doesn't, it feels like, um, there are many places it comes from, you know, it does have certain characteristics for sure, like subtleness and, um, you know, that's one of them, but is that, yeah. you get what I mean? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I was going to ask you about ghosts because like mm. one, yeah. Like after, you know, someone has passed and especially someone that you've had a close relationship to also just cause I like to talk about death, but you know, when we've had close relationships with people that die, our relationship to that person continues on and can heal and grow and change just like any relationship that's with a living, a person that's still alive in this physical, you know, realm of material reality. And I am just always really fascinated by that. And also around the topic of, you know, protecting ourselves and, I have like an idea that I share all the time with people that I have no idea if it's like accurate or not, according to somebody like you. So I want to share it with you. So you could be like, you're giving people wrong information. Do so I can not stop. tell anybody else that. <laughs> because I just say things that I feel and hear and I don't know sometimes. But I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her because I always say this about like intuition and boundaries and, you know, all these things. But, you know, when I was younger, I would like sense like shadows and, um, and then especially when I was like in my twenties and I was like really like in heavy energy and that kind of stuff. And I was like, like waking up to my suffering, like waking up to what was actually happening. And I was like, ah, you know, it was like really hard, heavy times. I would sometimes sense like a shadow in the corner and then like, I would feel like possessed or something. And like my eyes would turn black and like, I'd have to take a shower and like, I, but I didn't really know what was, I still don't know what was happening. But so that experience of like, what is that a real thing of getting like possessed and, and, and what is your, what is your, I don't know. You can also tell me if this is like getting to, into a territory that isn't really anything to do with you. So, but you know what that's about, because I feel like that is like other realms that we, you know, as empaths or, you know, people that are awakening into lots of different realities and trying to hold them all at the same time, which is kind of nuts, which is the second part of my question is, you know, how do we hold them all? And like, do we need protection? Because part of what I tell people sometimes mm. is, and my experience of being protected and having protection has come from, you know, doing a lot of continuing to, but definitely doing a lot of work on myself to the point where like, I don't, like boundaries have come through like living through the fires of crossing boundaries. Like that's sometimes how I explain it, <laughs> but that's only my experience, you know? And then there's just like a natural bound. It's like these, and then it's like the same thing is even in these subtle ways of how I relate to people now that maybe aren't so dramatic and traumatic, but even in relationship where it's like, Oh, you know, I can't necessarily just be like, I'm setting this boundary now because I know there needs to be a boundary set here. You know, I have to like go to therapy and like be like, can you fucking change this? And then like we talk about it and then all of a sudden it's like I, I have the words to be like, ah, no, or like the energy just doesn't even, 
it just doesn't come close to me, you know? And so I have this like interesting energetic way of relating to boundaries and being an empath and um, connecting to other beings and other realms um, that doesn't necessarily always feel like I have these, like these are the five steps to protecting your energy, which I also think is really helpful, you know, because I know in personal relationship, it can be really hard to not take on what someone else is saying to you as like you described an empath as who you are and as what, and then you get lost in that soup, you know? So anyway, I'm going on to like another question, a third question now, but <laughs> back to, you know, relating to beings in other realms, like you were saying loved ones and how do people out there that are listening that maybe sense those things and it scares them, how do they work with that? And then it do, how do we set boundaries or is that necessary? And what are the most effective ways of really, you know, working with lots of different energies that aren't us, but also live in us in some way? Because that's also how I perceive it. Yeah. Okay. So um, <clears throat> a few things. One is that I always say that you're in charge. Like every person is in charge. People have ability to, I feel like seeing dead people, <laughs> to put it in that way, which is how I usually do it, yeah. is one psychic trait. Like people, there, you know, you can sense it or you can't, whatever. Um, but even for people that are built like that, who it comes naturally to do that, I always stress that you're in charge. Just because you can, that happens to you, doesn't mean you get to have a conversation with like any dead person that comes along, or it doesn't mean you have to. So I, I feel like when you're dealing with ethereal realms and other things like that, it's the same thing you do in your regular life. You don't have to have a conversation with everybody that speaks English just because everybody in this cafe speaks the same language as you, you get to, you're in charge. You get to discern and you get to make choices about how you want to use those abilities. Like, yes, it's okay for you to like pop in or no, this is distracting to me in my life. And it's taking me away from what I need to do here. And in which case you just, you know, it's very easy. It's like a thought literally like this is not okay. Yeah. We need space and you're this is not you're not welcome here or whatever yeah that's one of my favorites is to just be like you're not you know for many years after my dad passed i remember when his energy would come in i would be like i just like didn't want that energy because i was like working so hard out of like evolving out of a lot of those tendencies that mm -hmm. and negative tendencies that i kind of that <laughs> lived in me you know that he that also lived in him and yeah for many years just being like get the fuck out, you know, like almost just being like super direct and in a way that like I wouldn't with like a person probably, you know what I mean? Or well, that's not true. But anyway, you know, somebody in that way. And then, you know, as that has changed and evolved, it's like, I've actually kind of come around to this place of like welcoming his energy into my life as I've kind of, the, the relationship has changed. Um, so it's interesting to kind of like notice those things. Yeah. Totally. And the other piece is, you know, there are, there's like all kinds of ethereal beings, just like there's all kinds of humans, etc. There's no um, people, you know, on the scope of who they are and what they do and what comes to them and what, like you were saying, a really dark period, a lot of that stuff was happening around you, etc. Um, it's the same kind of vibrational thing, I think. And um, again, you're in charge, like you get to make the decisions about what kind of energies that you that you're welcome. Like I'm because I'm so sensitive, I'm super utterly clear on 
on any, like, I don't ever just like make an ethereal ask, <laughs> like, hey, you know, what's a good idea? I mean, even like I mentioned in my book, one of the first steps is you align with the highest. If you've got questions, you figure out who you're talking to. You're, you're asking either your highest self, you're asking um, God, you're asking whatever word that you associate with, but you're being very clear. I am looking for information from the best and highest. Yeah. So, I'm not just looking for anybody that has answers or any, you know, ethereal being since we're talking about this, who's going to stop by and be like, Hey, why don't you try? Like, yeah. that's it. so, um, in my work, in everything I do, when in my personal life and in my work, whenever I'm dealing with ethereal things, I'm, I always have a caveat. Like I don't even personally speak to my own guides without a statement of the, what I usually say is guides in the service of my highest good. I don't want to talk to just like any guide in the world. And because I'm so sensitive, I, I'm very particular about it, but it's the same of like, um, so I kind of think of it just like, it's a, you know, it's a conversation. And sometimes people, if you have that ability to do that easily, then it's your job to sort of set the parameters around those relationships and what you're, what you're willing to be a part of and what you're not like the example saying when your dad's energy came in, I'm not, no, you're <laughs> out of yeah. here, buddy, you know? Yeah. So it's the same kind of a thing, I think, for ethereal work. And I'm, because I'm not really interested in all in the lower energies of the dark pieces, it has nothing to do with where I, my life and why I'm here. I don't, yeah. I'm very clear about only, <laughs> I only work with those who have the highest and best in mind for myself, my clients, my friend, you know, like in my life, because that's yeah. what I'm interested in. Yeah. What's your um, sun sign and your moon and your rising sign? My sun, my sun is Pisces. Makes sense. I have to think. I have a book. I haven't looked at it for a long time. Um, I know. I don't remember what my rising sign is. Yeah. <laughs> I know I have a ton of Aquarius in my yeah. more than one astrologer once told me that I was more Aquarius than most Aquarians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an Aquarius. I'm you have a lot of Aquarius. Yeah. I have Aquarius rising, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but Pisces also makes sense. I was just, I was just curious in terms of, you know, um, in terms of, yeah, like all that connection. I'm always like really interested and curious how those things kind of meld together because I've been learning a lot in the past few years about astrology and really find that it's a similar thing in a lot of ways to, you know, opening up to all these gifts and these other realms and, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you were just sharing that, I, and I think I do that really naturally with my work too, of like always calling in, you know, for the highest good of, of who's there and, you know, really being clear about that. Um, and I think what you just shared of being intentional on who you're talking to is such a crucial piece in terms of, and so thank you for sharing that because it's something that I forget to do personally. Like I do it in my work a lot and then personally I kind of forget sometimes and I guess I'm also curious because I like working in the shadowy realms and and I'm always really interested in what other people's experience of that is because um I feel like for me there's something that's really light even in like super dark energy um or like super dense energy or something like it's like the contrast of it i i find a lot of light inside of now because mm -hmm. 
I don't feel like it takes me over or anything like that. And as I work with people, that's mostly what I work with people with is like around heavy stuff, usually shame and sexual trauma and addiction and, you know, unworthiness and all the stuff that, you know, all that stuff. And I find that, you know, it, it's taken me some time to learn and is taking me time to learn how to do it without it affecting me. Like for one, for sure. Like I definitely have gone through a few passes where it was like leading trainings and like almost just suffering the whole time in between them. Cause I was just like getting, you know, just, it was just, I was processing a lot of things that just weren't mine. And there's like this letting go of control that I feel like I have to do over this time of learning how to work with people. And I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are healers and teachers and um, people that want to, you know, keep honing their, their skills around how to be supportive and how to really like share themselves, you know, and also work with like the real life stuff that is who we are, you know, like being people that are, supportive of other people to whatever degree we are, whether it just, you know, be in your families or in, in other contexts, but then to still be able to be a human and to be imperfect and to not be, you know, putting yourself or other people on these like pedestals of like good and bad. And like, you know, I think that all that stuff can be so dangerous in a certain way. And so I guess I'm not exactly sure what my question is, but, um, I like the darkness and, um, you know, I think part of it is just, I'm, I, it's familiar. And so I'm open to like letting a lot of that go in a certain way, but, the, <laughs> but there's a certain part of it that I also feel like, no, this feels like something that is really helpful actually. And there's like a deep tenderness in a lot of things that we hold that become dark. It's almost like the nature of these things is not dark. It's just, they're hidden because the light of our world is like not ready for them or something. And so, you know, I'm always kind of like playing in that. And the more and more I allow myself to like be open about that, the healthier it feels, you know, it used to be like very unhealthy and would manifest in unhealthy ways in my life. But now that I'm kind of really just allowing it to be, there's something in that that feels helpful. And so I'm curious, you know, what your, if you have any advice on, you know, or just what your feelings are around that, like around the darker realms. Cause I totally hear you in yeah, that yeah, sense, yeah. but yeah, there's other realms, you know, yeah. a few things come to mind. Um, one, well, actually I want to start with my own personal experience of like, um, I don't, I, I like thinking back to times in my life where I was going through my own shadow moments, the things that I discovered what are really similar to what you are of like, it's just dark. And then you think that it's scary, but it's actually not. It's just, you know, in my, like, I still have a really visual moment experience of a moment where um, when I was going through my, I can't even remember exactly what I was going through, but I, I do remember that what it looked like when I got to that shadowy spot and it was literally just that it was dark like the room wasn't scary and the stuff in it was not um um threatening to me it was just that it hadn't been looked at and mm -hmm. so um I still really resonate with that that particular and I don't feel like um shadow work especially in the the context that we're describing it like in healing capacity and things like that is is not I don't I don't have a perception of it being bad in any way. I really have a perception of it being like, 
It's just that nobody looked there. Once yeah. you look, then you're like, yeah, why do I think this? Sorry about that. Why do I think this? Or what, um, wow, I really misinterpreted this situation, this thing that happened to me or this, all of it. So, um, so just to be clear about that, I really feel yeah. like it's not, um, and I also think it's really naturally inhuman. I don't, I, I don't know if it's possible to like go through your life and never experience that. It certainly hasn't been my case. I feel like to be a, like a well-rounded human individual, you need to go through those times sometimes where you realize those things about yourself or bring to the light something that you thought you should keep secret and hidden and discover it's actually not bad. And it's amazing. And it's really healing for a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that is very particular to the work that you do and other people like you do and yeah. but again I to me when I look at it it comes to a matter of like why are you here like you're drawn to this like many other people are and yeah. that's because you have a gift to offer and a help and that you can do within this within these contexts so um I yeah, I just, when I see it and I hear what you're saying, I feel it's like, of course you're drawn to this. I mean, this is what you do and this is why you're here, a piece of what you're here. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm, I think I'm just going to repeat myself. If I, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. No, I think just having that affirmation is always, like I said, it's just, it seems like one of those things that you're like, well, yeah, no duh. But like, I just don't think it's like, it's like anything else. There's so many layers to it that like, I feel like the more that we affirm it, like the, the more that it can be healed, you know, because oh, yeah. like anything, any deep truth, you know, we mm -hmm. only can receive it from where we are in any moment. And then in another moment, we're like, oh, I heard that, but I didn't hear it like that. It's like love too. You know, you're like, oh, I loved, or I thought I was loving, but I wasn't loving like this. Or, you know, mm -hmm. there's like these infinite layers of understanding and of awareness and, you know, and it's, to me, it's so fascinating. So yeah, yeah. totally. Do you feel like judgment is a blocker of, I'm, I'm like really interested in um, what, what you feel about judgment and also if you feel like judgment is a blocker to our intuition and if not, what, what are some of the things that do generally, like why don't we listen to ourselves? Why don't we trust ourselves? Mm. And for me, for some reason, judgment comes up and has become something that I actually use as like a, a flip switch a little bit. Like if I'm like heavy in judgment of myself, usually is the way it manifests for me, but mm -hmm. also of others, it's like, where is that in me? And like, where am I not listening or, you know, like really, really letting it, you know, coming out of this like victim, like blame thing that we all have to go through also, but really like turning it around, not in a self-blame way, but in a way of like, you know, if I'm seeing that in someone else and it's really manifesting in my life in that way, like, where is that in me? And how can I, how can I work with that? Or how can I listen more deeply? And so that's something that comes up for mm -hmm. me. And I'm curious what you think about that. And also any other kind of little tidbits and like hits of things that can happen where you're like, oh, this, you know, I'm not listening to myself right now. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I loved about what you said is that um, it, it banks on something that I often teach my students of like, we all kind of have little cues that are pertinent and specific to us. And you've already identified that yours is a judgment cue. When you feel that record going, then you're like, oh, wait a minute, like what's really happening? Like, what do I need to do that I'm not like, what do I really need to do? Like, you can absolutely use it as a flip switch. I think that's what you said, where you're like, instead of falling into that piece, you're like, oh, 
well, this means I, I'm obviously need to do something that I, <laughs> I'm afraid of doing or something. So what is that thing I need to do, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your, the question about, um, it's interesting, like a really interesting question. It caused me to think through different layers of things that I've seen in terms of judgment blocking your intuition. And um, it feels like, yes. I mean, one answer could be easily yes, because if you're judging what you know you should do, <laughs> you know, given like, you know, oh, I should, um, you know, whatever it is, if you're making choices about that, which are blocking you from the information, then obviously that would be. Um, but I, I feel like it's just one nuance that, or I don't know, not nuance, but um, one aspect of what does block people. Like yours may look more like judgment sometimes. Other people's looks more like fear or like mm-hmm. a, um, I mean, judgment is a different form of fear, of course, but, uh, but um, it's specific to the person in their life circumstances. But um, I think, I'm trying to think of like a, I'm like sorting through so many layers in my head that that question brings up. Um, I feel like the shortest answer could be yes, because generally it's your idea of what should be. Like, you know, when you follow your un- intuition unwaveringly, you get like all kinds of ideas that... <laughs> you know, it may seem crazy to other people. Like I moved to an island in the middle of nowhere in the Pacific Northwest and didn't know anybody, you know, my family's like, okay, like whatever, you know, she's just doing what she does, like things like that. But you, when you do follow that instinct inside of yourself and the knowing that comes, you do, it's not, it doesn't usually look like what they tell you. It's going to look, you don't necessarily go A to B to C, you go A and then you, I mean, you do go A to B to C, but it doesn't look like um, the way that other people, I'm trying to think of an example. It's just like you, your intuition speaks to you moment to moment. It tells you what to do next, generally. You're like, do the next thing. And then you discover you went there because somebody you needed to meet was there. It doesn't say like, go get a job at this place. It's like, go here tonight. And then you, you know, kind of figure out. So when you follow it unwaveringly, it does tell you to do things that, you know, from the outside, people could be like, really? (laughs) What? Um, But, you know, I think judgment is just one aspect of what comes up for people. It's just, it all to me looks like fear and that's inevitable. Every human experiences fear, but it doesn't necessarily mean that something is scary. Yeah. what I often say, you know, even in my book, I talk a lot about that. There's a whole chapter on transforming fear of like, just because you're afraid doesn't mean something is scary. It just means you're about to do something unknown. And yeah. maybe it looks like judgment in your mind of like, oh my God, who would do that? I can't believe you're doing it, whatever. Yeah. Or it looks like something else in someone's mind. Like, don't do that. They're going to see you. Don't, you know, people might see you. You might be exposed, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it takes so much faith and it's so... Uh, I think for people that are kind of wired and not everybody is, but when you're wired for like, like danger or excitement, and I'm just speaking to like, you know, a lot of people that I work with and for me, (laughs) or like there is, I think that's part of why I'm so attracted to these um, ways of perceiving and of being, because it is like that, because it, it takes so much it takes so much faith and it takes so much leaning on, on, on grace and, and trusting that because it's not only like, it's not just A to, A to B and that's, it's like, it's also like you follow your intuition and sometimes it causes you pain. And sometimes like, it's like not always like, Oh, you follow your intuition and then you get everything you want. You know, it's like, no bitch. Like you still got to learn the lessons. You still got to like, you got to live, you know? And so like, 
it takes a lot to be like, oh, well, the last time I followed my intuition, like it took five years for that shit to get to a place where it was like starting to feel amazing, you know? <laughs> and so you're like, what the fuck is that? But, you know, I think that that's in the span of our lifetime. I mean, God willing that we live to be, you know, amazing old people, older people and elders. It's, it's you know, it's amazing to, to keep coming back to that. It's just like, it's a, it's like a, to me feels in line with the relationship to God as I understand it, where it's like, no, there's no answer. Sometimes there's like an answer that like, you don't want to hear. Sometimes there's, you know, you follow it and then you get burned, but like that brought you into the thing that you needed. You know, it's like, it's so wild. It's like totally wild and primal, I think. And I think that's part of why I really honor it and appreciate the work that you do in the world because it's so natural and it's so, wild you know it's like a when i was just in mexico i i had this encounter with this horse and you know i like to think i'm like a you know embodied you know i don't know i don't know what i think about myself but you know i like to think that i'm like in tune i guess is what i'm trying to say you know so i'm like oh a horse you know and like i have you know you have this relationship with like a horse where they really mirror you know like where you're at or you know that's what i've been told a lot and so and I love horses. And so there's this wild horse, but I had saw some other people go up to it. And so I was like, I'm going to go up to it, you know, and like, just check out what's going on, try to feed it a little bit. I don't know. And just connect in. And like the horse just paused and like looked at me, but like froze, like every part of it, like stopped and was just like staring at me. And I was like, fucking terrified and it's like wasn't that big of a horse either but I was like <gasps> and I just like and I just was like I like slowly at first I was like oh I was like trying to like pet its nose and I did and it was like it let me but it was like not giving me any love it was not like yes pet me like its energy was like bitch like and my perception of its energy this is why it's hilarious because I'm like projecting everything on this horse but you know when I walked away I was like whoa like that was intense. And like, it was just kind of mirroring, I was leading a retreat and like, we were in the middle of it and everybody's like, you know, like everybody was feeling uncomfortable and like, you know, intense. And so it was like mirroring for me in that moment, like how wild and like scary, like that fear is like also that part of us that is intuitive. Like it's scary to feel something that real and that like unpredictable and that, you know, it's wild. It's not mm -hmm. something that's ever going to just like make sense in our like plan of our, you know, sometimes it does and that's great. And like, praise God for that. But other times it's like, you know, it's wild. So I just really, I really love the way that you help people tune into that it, from a place of empowerment and from a place of, um, yeah, you're going to experience fear, but here you are. And, you know, this is a, this is a power, you know, that, that you have that the world really needs, you know, I mean, I think, like you said, we all have it in our own different ways and we all need mentors to help us, you know, pull that stuff out. So just a couple more things. I wanted to ask you how those of us that do utilize things like this already um, in terms of, you know, coming to people like you and getting a session, like I said, I've had sessions with you and I've also, you know, had sessions with other um, psychics where, you know, it was like, I was told a bunch of things and then like, they'd never happen. And I'd be like, Oh, interesting. And my own relationship with seeking outer guidance mm -hmm. through seers and, and just mentors that I trust and love, you know, it's that in itself is an interesting intuitive process 
because totally. there's a certain amount of power that, you know, I used to give away where now it's like, or, you know, I used to pull the tarot card and like the fucking three of swords or whatever, you know, and I'd be like, <gasps> like again, you know, like I can't take the three of swords anymore. And, you know, that feeling of like, I'm going to die if I go through that again, you know, where now it's like, well, I'll just put it back and like take another card because like something else is going to happen too, you know, that might happen again. I don't know, but maybe it won't, you know, maybe I'll just take another card. Like, who knows? Maybe they could change the direction right now. <laughs> I'm like, I am changing the reality right now. But that's taking a lot of work. You know, I used to cry after like every psychic session, astrology reading. I mean, literally they would destroy me. And I, but like a part of me knew like, totally. I mean, it's sad, but it's also like, I just, cause I would give everything away to it. And cause I didn't, I was just still really forming like, who am I? And like, Mm-hmm. what do I know? And, you know, I was really formulating being such an empath and having no idea who I was. I was always the people around me. Who am I? And like, you know, is, is what this person's saying, like speaking to a certain part of me that like needs to be spoken to right now, but that's like, that's not necessarily my reality or my truth or, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. so I'm curious, like, how do we receive these, this guidance from others, which I think is really important because the <clears> opposite <throat> is just, thinking we know everything all the time and that doesn't really seem to serve but it from a place of really being like in our I don't know I want to I don't want to say use the word empowered because I keep using it but it's you know from a place where we're also just like really opening ourselves up you know to 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 the part of us that also knows and to the part of us that doesn't know you know it's like how do we receive guidance without, you know, necessarily falling into like what could be dangerous about it in terms of giving our power over away or, um, you know, like that sense where it's like, it could be dangerous to be like, oh, well this person, you know, just like constantly getting other people's opinions and feedback and like seeking, 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 seeking. And then you're like, you're still not developing. I think your work does this, obviously that's what you're doing in your work, but just in terms of other people who might just get a reading or, you know, just look at their tarot cards or, you know, do these things kind of, you know, offhanded and how do we really take what's needed and leave the rest in the same way that we're trying to learn how to do in our, in our personal lives as well. Yeah. Well, good question. Um, well, I mean, the, one of the things that comes to mind when I, when you're, when I'm hearing you talk about this is the same thing that I advise for anything is you trust your instinct. Like I remember once I used to do readings in downtown Seattle before I had kids, um, before I did most of my work on the phone is what I mean to say. Um, and, uh, she was like, well, how do I know I should get a read? It was sort of like, she was trying to challenge me to talk her into getting a reading from me. And I was like, um, you have to trust your own, like, it's about you, you know, if you should talk to me or not, I don't sell my work. It's you, either you feel good about me and you want to have a conversation or you're like, no, I think we're good. I don't need your advice or I don't need this or that from you. And like, especially in terms of when you're, when you are in the position of, you know, opening yourself up to people or getting advice of like, you absolutely trust your own instincts. It's the same way that the movies come to you or the the songs come to you. It's like, sometimes that person is the spokesperson for what you need to know. Or in the best case, these are the readings that I, I mean, I love them all, but I love it when somebody's like, I knew that. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I'm just your confirmation. I just said it out loud. <laughs> the thing that you already knew. Yeah. And, um, but it comes down to, you know, inside of yourself, like, yes, this is good or no, it's not. And if you're afterward, like, yuck, I don't, <laughs> that made me feel like 
not so good, then it's, you need to clear, you know, clear that energy out and like make a fresh start. Like you're saying, pick a new tarot card. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not like, I guess when I say that I'm talking about like all the work in the world, you know, yeah. like, cause it's possible to come in contact with people who are, you know, who don't have integrity and doing what they're doing or whatever it is. Totally. Uh, but, uh, so follow your own instincts. And then I love, I mean, there's, I used to have this policy that people could not come back to me. It, they had to wait six months before they came back. Yeah. And I don't have that policy anymore because there are certain circumstances where it just doesn't, it's fine. I, I, I leave it open, but yeah. it was that same thing of like, okay, I'll tell you what I see, but like now you go and do the work of living your life and making the decisions and right. <laughs> you know, figuring that out. I'm just, I'm, I'm like the op, like, and the one time I described to a child what I did and he was like, Oh, so you're basically just like an operator, like for the divine. And I was like, pretty much. Thanks. That's like, really good. I just get the messages and I pass them through. Then whoever's talking to me goes and does their work. They do whatever they want to and disregard or, yeah. or choose to adhere or whatever, you know, they get to choose what happens. So, um, I feel like, but I also love the, this is part of why I started teaching because I'm like, I want, and even why I wrote the book, I'm like, I want everybody to know that they can do this too. Yeah. You don't just have to be a seer or a psychic. Like yeah. I am like, this is available to anybody. You can get your own answers. You can, to anything really. Yeah. You know? So, um, and I think that piece is really important. That's like how it kind of keeps it. I feel the same way with my, it's like, Cause you know, other, cause it's also keeps you protected in a way, like, or at least that's how I feel. Like, it's like, there's a certain amount of like projection that naturally someone's going to put on someone that's mm. offering them advice or offering them, you know, it's like, and, and it might shake something up that like, doesn't want to be shaken up. And then you, you know, it's like to really put the, the, put the power back into the hands of you know, the person that's like in that moment needing support is, is so huge and is the work itself, I think, you know? And so that's yeah. really part of why I love your, your offering with Intuition um, University and really, you know, opening up that doorway for other people to really be like, oh, I can, you know, take this moment in my life to work on these, these inner skills that, um, you know, that then you have more freedom to then like get support from the outside. Like I said, now it's like, I'll bow at any guru's feet. I don't care. Like fake guru, like real, like I'm going to get God. Like, I don't care where I go because like, it's just, cause I'm not afraid anymore, you know, cause I've already experienced the, the loss of power in a way that was so intense that now I'm like, well, I don't care. Like I'll give it away. And my personal life is a different story. That's like where all my edges are, of course, naturally my vulnerability in my personal life. But in terms of, you know, what the thing, the things that we're talking about receiving guidance and, and all of that, it's like, you know, I just, I go into like Seven Eleven, like, tell me what's up, you know, like the guy at the counter, <laughs> you know, like, I don't care where I'm like, somebody speak to me, you know, anywhere. And you know, it's, it's interesting <laughs> when you open yourself up like that to like what comes through, you know? <laughs> Like you said, that first step of like, you know, opening up to like, what's going to be, you know, opening up to the beings that are going to be of the highest good for you and that are going to offer from the highest place. And then from there, it's like, it can be really playful too, you know, and it could be really deep. Like I said, you know, it's almost like it, it takes the, the personal thing out of it in a certain way. Like I, it's, you know, you can have a deep 
experience in, in a place where you're like, well, it doesn't matter so much that, you know, this person, it's not really about the other person, you know, this is about my connection to the divine and, and this other being, being there is this, um, exactly this, like, um, this transmitter, this, you know, operator, <laughs> you know? So I love that so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a poem that you would like to share with us? Love to share poems on this um, show because I really, I was sharing this with you earlier, but just to say to everybody listening, um, poems along with songs and movies <laughs> and film and art, I feel like are, um, and human hearts and all the other things are things that really kind of tune me into that intuitive flow and that sense of belonging that I think comes when we really tune into our intuition. I think it's so healing because it helps us feel like we're not so alone. And that's a, that's a truth, you know, that we're not alone. And totally. it's really easy to forget that in this world. And so I think that that's part of why this side of us and the, these parts of us are really important to invest in and to, to cultivate relationships with. So if you have any poems that are calling to you in this moment to share, I'd love to receive that. Yeah, I have, um, I'm thinking of one right now, which I have next to me, but I still, in my mind, I'm like still flitting through all of my favorite, favorite Mary Oliver Poetry, oh, yeah. like kind of, <laughs> I'm like keep glancing to my bookshelf. It's, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't have it at my fingertips. So um, this is, I don't know if it's really a poem, but it's a quote from, and I don't even totally know how to pronounce her name, so I might right. do it wrong, but it's Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Oh, yeah. And it, Love her. it, this resonates with me so strongly. I almost feel like it literally defines so much of why I do what I do and what I do that um, it's one that stays close to me always. Can and I interrupt you before you start? Yes. I thought about her, I swear. I thought, well, but no, in the beginning, like when I was tuning into you, I thought about women who run with the wolves. Like I thought about like, cause when I was like, well, what should I ask? And you know, when I was tuning into doing this interview, like that, that was like the, the hit that came that I just like stopped having to think about it. Cause that's kind of the way I like to do it. I don't like to like plan it out. I just like to get the seed. And then I was like, oh, right. Women who run with the wolves. Like, okay. Something will like, perfect. So anyway, so, and I really did before that I was like, oh, interesting. But it was, I wouldn't have even remembered if you didn't bring this up. So I love it. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you. That helps me from feeling like the bookshelf is calling me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. She says, Struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. If you would help to calm the tumult, this is one of the strongest things you can do. Mm. It's just like, it strikes me every time. I just love that so much. It's like, it's real. We're all here for each other and we're all, we're each of us potent that can help others, all of us, you know, together. So. And standing and standing in your light is, is such a process, <laughs> you know, it's such a powerful process to like stand in your light is like, you know, it's never ending, I think, but it's also, and to like really be seen like for who you are is, 
it's kind of, I feel like the medicine of our time, you know, I think we've come out of so many different or are coming out of so many systems that have been built around not doing that even spiritually. Mm. And so it's almost like if we could just all figure out how to do that more and more, which is part of the work that you do with people. And, you know, part of the work I know many of you listening do with others and with yourselves. And so it's important and, and it's so beautiful. And so it makes such a difference in the world. So. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. And lastly, do you have any um, soul crushes, any oh, inspiring yeah. beings that you just want to, you know, mention or send some gratitude for in this moment? Any, anything, any teachers or any, any um, alive or dead, you know, beings that have really influenced you on your own journey and on your own path of being such a supportive light and healer for others? Mm. You know, there have been so many, really. Um, but when you ask that, the person that comes to mind is a business mentor of mine. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, because I'm a psychic, like, this is what I do. This is my forte. <laughs> and, um, and an intuition teacher. And knowing the nuances of also being a, a business, you know, like having my own business is something that I did not study, I don't know about. And I just, I have like really deep love for this woman named Rachel Cook because she, she literally just, she makes sense in a way that I completely resonate with. She used to be like, um, have something called the yogipreneur. So I have resonance with her on many multiple levels mm -hmm. and, um, and I've learned so much from her in terms of how to do my work in the world. But also, you know, to be honest, I'm also a mother and a wife and I have other things I do like everybody yeah. else. And I don't, um, I'm, I'm not willing to give, you know, I'm not like the 80 hour per work woman. I don't, I value quality of life as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, I get I, that sense from you a lot too, which feels really good. I think it's like, it's another, yeah, it's another longer conversation we're not going to have right now, but I feel like, you know, I can really get that sense from people because it's something I have to work really hard on and it's a big part of my journey um, is not pushing and, and that I think is really valuable, even though I'm sure at times it can feel like I need to do more. <laughs> I think it's really valuable for the world to even be like getting some of that energy that like as many of us that can like share our gifts, but also be in that deep receptive mode is just like, it's that we really need that. Totally. I mean, I want to be efficient <laughs> is yeah. what I want to do. I want to like yeah. have a life and also serve others and do, you know, raise my kids and go on trips with my family and et cetera. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, this woman, Rachel Cook, she has a podcast called Uncomplicate Your Business. And I just, I have oh, learned cool. so much from her about just like how to, how to be efficient with my yeah. time and have it all, you know, in terms of like a life and also being able to serve others with yeah. my own gifts and what I do. So Amazing. she's the person that comes to mind, literally <laughs> a business that. mentor that I have. <laughs> awesome. I love that. And I'll definitely check out that podcast too. It sounds really helpful and something I could always use more of. <laughs> I have like a love-hate relationship with people like that usually. So whenever I find ones that I have love for, I'm like, oh, thank God. Because usually I'm like, you don't understand. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I know. This is one of the reasons I love about her because I can, I watch my own self in terms of yeah. how I relate to other things. I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly how it works for me. So I yeah. know 
she's just outlining what already resonates and works for me and um totally brilliant at systems this is what i love about her she's just like you know i'm i'm like speak to the ethereal that's my gift yeah He's like, here's how to do it. Like, this is what you outline for yourself. This is what you put in place so that it's easy. Yes. And And I feel like as a sensitive person, like when you, when you connect with people like that and people ask me all the time, like, are you going to lead a business course? Like you've built in, you know, and I'm like, am I going to lead a business course? (laughs) No, you know, but like, I mean, I have built a business somehow, but I don't know how it happened. I was like, just pray. That's the only (laughs) advice I have is just fucking pray. That's all I've done. And I don't know. And it's still, obviously it's not like I have this huge business right now anyway, but you know, whatever it sustains me and I'm very grateful for it. But I think as when you're sensitive, just tuning into those people's frequencies when they are authentic and they are, do you have a knack for business, which I think I also do. It's like, you know, you, you tune into that frequency and like, there's some Shakti, there's some energy there that you can just like swim in and you could be like, okay, like bring me more of that. And you know, it's like, what you could stay in that realm without having to get too technical. I think when you find the right support. So yeah, exactly. I'm um, like, thank you. I needed that outlined. That would really help me shape my week. Okay. Totally. No, yeah. I-, I mean, if I just write a list in the morning of things I have to do, it's like, it's like, amazing things happen. <laughs> you know, it's like, it could be really simple. I think when you're like in, when you have a lot of that, you know, when your um, inner kind of, gifts and reality is more developed maybe than the outer or not that it's always so black and white, but you know, it's like, you can almost like take some of the pressure off. I think too, of like, you just need a little bit of that. And then you have all this other like support already. That's just like waiting for you to like make a list and for like, (laughs) for them to like shoot all these amazing energy towards or the other way around. If you're like, you know, in that, in that vibration of, you know, being good in the material reality, I think it's, you know, then we offer those people offer us you know, something really valuable that's also very um, wild and, and very unknown to me. You know, it doesn't even feel like material reality because I'm like, this is so far from anything I understand. So it always feels equally as um, as mystical in a certain way, you know? Oh yeah, totally. The business yeah. is, has was mystical for me before Rachel got <laughs> Totally. You're like, definitely a mystery. But not mystical in the way that I usually am comfortable with. Like, yeah. Serious, I should say. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up, but because now we're talking about business, which I love and, and hate, <laughs> but one of the things that came to me a few years ago when I was like in this hard moment of like, I had always done things with other people and I've never really built something on my own. And I had this like really deep hit of like, will you just make God your business partner? And I was like, whoa, mm. <laughs> I was like. I don't have to do it alone. You know, like it's what you say all of like opening yourself up to getting that guidance and that support. And I was like, oh, I can just have a business partner that's God. Like what's better than that? Like, you know, that's like the best business partner ever. So there's something about that too, when you're kind of relationally oriented and you kind of Mm -hmm. like, or you fear, like I I used to fear like putting anything out that was just me. Like I couldn't even Mm. wrap my head around that. It was really scary. And so, and it still is sometimes depending on what it is, but yeah, that's always really helped me too. And I know I've offered that to a lot of people that I work with. Um, so anyway, thank you, Amy. I'm so grateful oh, to share this time with you. Such a fun conversation. Yes. I loved every minute of it. Yay, so fun. And thank you everybody for listening. And I'll post and send out different ways you can connect with Amy. And um, do you have anything coming up? Any um, 
trainings or anything ongoing that you want to share quickly? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I have, yeah, the thing that I have coming up starts on Monday, which is cool. February 11th. Um, and I have my next Empath Intuition University program coming up. It's a seven month program every other week. And I teach all of my empaths how to dial their ability so that it is not dialing them <laughs> all the time. And um, it's really amazing. Huge transformations happen and it's not hard. It just takes practice and some support and tools and some accountability to keep you on the thing. And then next thing you know, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Being empathic is really amazing. Like you started out with, you, <laughs> you're a love bomb in the world if you choose to be once yeah. you can stop the overwhelm. So yeah, that's what I have. That's my closest thing that I have coming up soon. Beautiful. Well, I hope, um, yeah, if that's calling to you that you follow that and, and um, yeah, just sending out lots and lots of love and um, compassion to all of your hearts and just know that we're here and you can reach out anytime um, if you need support or if you just want to share anything that arises for you through listening to um, this episode, we'd love to hear from you. So sending out lots of love and we'll see you soon. Mm, bye. bye. <laughs>